everyone. This is Anna Weaver, the Associate Editor at the Hawaii Catholic Herald, and welcome to our podcast, Hawaii Catholic Herald Highlights. Um, today, we're revisiting a Herald story from February 2020, and to do that, I'm joined by the story's subjects, Mark and Maricel Sebastian. So welcome, you guys. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for being with us for our fairly new podcast. And I wanted to start with a little recap of the story for anybody that didn't see it. So we interviewed you both on basically the sacrament of marriage. Um, you got married in the church in 2016 at your parish of Immaculate Conception in Ava Beach. Right. And um, one fun thing was that Mark actually proposed to you, Marisol, at church, right? Is that right. that was a cool part of the story, I thought. Yeah. Um, and then you're also both active with Couples for Christ and Engaged Encounter. Um, yes. Yeah. And I have one other thing we had talked a little bit about was um, that you had a little bit of a struggle in starting your family. So I wanted to kind of catch up with you now because you have some exciting news. So would you like to share with us? <laughs> yeah, well, it's been a, a long six years of trying to conceive. Um, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is a very general um, diagnosis of infertility. And so um, we struggled in trying to, you know, have a baby. Mm -hmm. And um, we, you know, being Catholics, we automatically knew that we didn't want any type of artificial insemination like IUI or IVF. Um, so we decided and learned from the Engaging Connor retreats to um, start trying to have a baby through natural family planning. And because of that, um, we started right when the pandemic started, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, when we started the creative model system. Yes. And with the creative model system, it took us about how long, babe? Like about two years. Mm -hmm. uh, we took about two years of charting and going to doctor's appointments and stuff. And we were um recommended to go to Creighton University itself and get a diagnostic surgery with the St. Paul Institute there. Okay. Yeah. And with that diagnostic surgery, they did find some things um, within her that they could fix right away, uh, such as um, one of her fallopian tube was clogged. Oh. So they unclogged it. And um, after that... A month later, we got pregnant. Wow. That's yeah. exciting. It worked. Just like yes, that. it worked. It definitely worked. And I think if it wasn't for charting or really working with um, a natural family planning OBGYN, we wouldn't have known because of IUI and IVF. Um, um, that route, they automatically take you to a general route where there's the medication of Clomid and if that doesn't work to try to be fertile, um, they automatically say IUI and IVF without really like, digging deeper what's really wrong with you. So with natural family planning, we were able to understand my body. He was able to understand my body more than me, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> were you in charge of the charting? I hear sometimes spouses. Yeah. yeah. It was right. all him. <laughs> so for the freaking model, it's actually pretty, um, pretty cool where all of the charting and everything lies on me. You know how people think in a, um, you know, the circular world think being pregnant is all up to the women and that her it's, it's her choice or it's whenever she's ready to do it, that's when it's going to happen. In this, in the creating model um, system, it's more of the husband helping the women 
to to be able to conceive. She gives me all of the information she she has for me, and I put it in a chart. So if the chart is wrong, it's my fault, not her fault. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once I said makes it equal. Yes, yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, whenever we have doctor's appointments, they're really talking to him more than me, and they're yeah. asking him questions. Yeah. And I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it helps as a couple to understand, you know, what's going on, not only in my body but most mostly her body and what's going on and it helps me as the husband to you know be able to to prepare what's about to happen like I know when she's about to have her cycle or I know when she's ovulating so I'm I'm the one that tells her oh just Mm -hmm. FYI you're about to have your cycle so be prepared Mm -hmm. (laughs) so she's like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) and um do you guys know if you're having a boy or a girl we're having a, a boy. boy. <laughs> and what do you have a name? Do you have a name picked out? Um, not not quite yet. But <laughs> you don't want to make an announcement right now? No, no not yet. <laughs> and um, you said the baby's due on November 21st, around Thanksgiving time. Yes, Thanksgiving okay. week. So like you said, a lot, of be, a lot to be thankful for. <laughs> yeah. Have you talked about this kind of journey in your engaged encounter and Couples for Christ ministry? Um, I don't know. That's something that would come up naturally. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, we have um for the engaging Connor ministry, um, there is a NFP talk, okay. which we are asked to, you know, do our sharing through our own experiences, which you know it's pretty cool. Um though the the engaging Connor participants are able to see that um there's always another way to to getting to be able to conceive and stuff so we're able to talk to some people that that knows that they have some issues already and we're able to um guide them to where they can go to or who they can contact to to further better their um education on nfp and it's just it's interesting to know how majority or i would say hundred percent of the audience don't even know what natural family planning is yeah. um, how to naturally conceive how to naturally um, prevent getting pregnant um, if it's not the right time and just educating them on the system they think it's a very old system when really it's the basic system of how to conceive and how to educate yourself and even when we go to our general OBGYNs, um, they don't know what natural family planning is. So when they tell us or when we tell them what we did, they're so shocked and how we were able to conceive and the route that we took. And it's like they, they didn't, they, you know, when they tell us, they're like, oh, this isn't what this isn't what we were taught when we were in school. And generally it's automatically the um, artificial insemination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was interesting that. Um like being able to see that your fallopian tube was blocked or something was the thing to do. And, you know, I know IVF can be incredibly expensive and some of these other things and obviously not according to the church's teachings. So right. right. And um, we're blessed with um, our insurance covered everything. mm -hmm. Everything was covered for us. The only thing that we had to pay for was traveling to Nebraska to Creighton University. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Did you guys go at a nice time of year to visit Nebraska? Did you? Oh, it was snowing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not so much sightseeing, but you know. No. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and you know, MFP has different systems, like you mentioned the Creighton method, and I know there's several other um, 
version. So uh, it is something that I think, you know, a lot of Catholics even don't really know a lot about. So mm-hmm. thanks for uh, sharing a little bit about that. Um, I was kind of wondering about how you're prepping for parenthood, you know, besides getting all the baby gear and know, getting a space ready for the baby. Mm-hmm. Have you been doing anything in particular to get ready? Well, he's been rearranging our room like more than once. Trying to figure out how do we fit baby, and well, you know, we had a couple of baby showers already, so um, our our baby's taking over our house. Okay. <laughs> um, what's what I I thought I think it has been very helpful with me was I've been reading a book called Made for This, um, which is a pretty much a Catholic holistic um, pregnancy book that helps with um, preparing for pregnancy, um, preparing for childbirth. Um, and it's more of a, like a spiritual guide and how to, um, I guess, correlate my pregnancy and childbirth in um, making sure that I understand that the pains of it and the sufferings of it is really going through the same crosses that Jesus took um, and also uh, reminding myself that Mama Mary has taken the same route and all the blessings that come with it and how to endure all of that and making sure that um, I understand the spiritual aspects of labor and delivery. Okay. So it's called me for this by Mary Hallestine. <laughs> okay. It's yeah. very much a guide. Uh, it's a mother's guide to birth. And I, I've read some some mm-hmm. parts of it too, and it is very helpful. It it helps you with the theology of the birthing, and also um for for us men and fathers or the husbands, it helps me understand what she's she's gonna be going through and how I should should always be there physically, mentally, and emotionally for her. Not try to take away the pain from her, but just just supporting her through that through that suffering that she's gonna endure mm-hmm. so does it go into the theology of sleep deprivation after your baby but everybody's been telling me about that get as much sleep as you can <laughs> yeah i guess you can never catch up i remember i should have uh after i had both my kids with the first one i was like i should have read the sleep books before they came sleep deprived reading the sleep technique books but (laughs) um and you have uh people in your life that will be able to support you i I think do you still live with your mother is is she well she lives in san diego um taking care of other grandchildren but she's coming back and we have my in-laws as well yeah my mom lives down the road so Okay. And she's also retired. So. Yeah, it's a it's amazing <laughs> of how much support that we have and yeah. how many people have already been helping us. So we're very blessed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about as far as, you know, this has been a long journey with your marriage and certainly, uh, you know, struggling with infertility can affect a marriage. How did you guys um, keep your marriage strong throughout kind of that difficulty? Well, for me, it's... um. During that the process of trying to conceive, it was hard for Maricel and, and for me for sure, but I feel like she was having a harder time with, you know, almost sometimes blaming herself that we couldn't conceive and stuff. And I just had to constantly remind her that she's not the one that's kind of giving me, she's not the one that's giving me the baby. It's whenever Jesus and God is ready to give me that child that's when it'll happen and so i just had to constantly remind her of that that you know this is our cross to carry and that we're we're here we're in this together and 
whenever God is ready to give us um, our child or whatever may, may be his will, then that's what will happen. But to have that faith that, you know, God has has um, a plan for us was really something that I kept close to my heart because it was it was something I was taught with, you know, growing up in the faith and having that faith strong, not only in my own faith journey, but in our faith journey together. So, yeah, mm. <laughs> I think I think for me, um, yeah, it was, it was a struggle because like you said, like I did blame myself a lot because it was my diagnosis, but he never he never did once make me feel less of a woman. Um, He never did once make me feel less of um, a wife and he was very supportive like no matter what whether it was a failed pregnancy test or um, whether it just wasn't the timing I think I, I was never pressured by him and um, I think it's because of our faith and like he said it was always God's plan and throughout this time of just being a couple a married couple on our own we've learned a lot and I think we've gotten closer um, so I think it, it really was God's timing of us trying to love each other more, um, you know, spend more time with each other before um, the family keeps growing. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I honestly feel like a lot of the saints were with us, like St. Gianna, um, St. Gerard, St. Anne, St. Elizabeth. Um, throughout this time, a lot of our friends gave us relics or gave us prayer cards um, to just hold on to the saints and make us realize that they're rooting for us and that they're loving us and that there are people who have been through this struggle in the past um, and has been successful. And even though it wasn't successful, um, they still had a happy marriage or a happy life together. So... I'm I'm very grateful for my husband for who he is and how he was or how he continues to be towards me. That's very nice. Yeah. And you guys got to keep that bond with the baby coming. Um, is there anything in particular you're looking forward to about parenthood or things you're worried about about parenthood? Oh, I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm so not equipped of being a mother. Like, I'm a good auntie. Like, I love being the fun, make trouble auntie. But when it comes to, like, like for me, like, he knows. Like, when it comes to newborns, I get so nervous carrying them and everything. But I know it naturally comes. But I'm I'm just worried of how to raise him. And, you know, just how to how to raise a Catholic family in such a secular world um, and how to guide them. Like, I think that's just... That's a fear of mine, knowing that there's so many things that can distract us or deter us away from our faith and to have that responsibility um, for a child and to be able to raise them to be independently on their own with their faith. And I feel I feel that, you know, I know under, I understand Maricel and how what she's afraid of. And I feel like being in Couples of Christ ministry really will help us be able to um raise our child in the Catholic faith mm -hmm. and be able to have that faith like what we, we've been raised to have. So that's why I really truly appreciate being in this ministry of Couples of Christ, being able to be close with those that have the same faith as us and same beliefs as us. So in raising them with, raising um, them with the mind new, like family. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. And a lot of it does. It's different when it's your kid. Versus other people. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, well, great. I, I don't know if you have any other updates you guys wanted to include, or um, will you keep being involved in Engage Encounter? Are you going to take a little break after the baby comes? I know that's we'll, a big time. We'll see it involved as much as we can. Of course, like we don't know yeah. how our schedule has been, but oh, well. I mean, I I love educating people with natural family planning. Like like I said, it's this well, this journey has definitely been a blessing in disguise because our struggles could be everyone else's blessings and um, you know, helping them go through their fertility journey or infertility journey, um, and allowing them to be more educated and aware that these are the resources that the church has and that you guys can take advantage of it um and to go this route. So <clears throat> It's like it's nice to always um, share our testimony to other people. Like, you know, we're not ashamed of it at all. Um, and when people ask, like, we're more than happy. So if it's not with presenting in the retreats, but more, you know, if people want to contact us through um, Engage and Connor for those resources, we're definitely available. Yeah. Great. And, and thank you for sharing with us. And I'm glad to get such a great update from you guys. So yeah. to share with this. So not a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Check back with us in two weeks for a new episode of Hawaii Catholic Herald highlights.